Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. A podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Gina Marie. And I'm Haley. We're together again! Happy to be home. Reunited and it feels so good. Yeah, yeah. We're back. We're back. It feels so good to have you back. I, I feel good too. Can't even tell you. And I shared this with Haley yesterday. I almost feel like you never left. Mm-mm. It went fast. It kind of blows my mind that you had a whole other life experience <laughs> that like I wasn't a part of. I know. And you're right. It went, I, my mom dropped me off at the airport and my mom picked me up and we were driving home and she goes, I feel like I just dropped you off. I know. I That's know. exactly how it feels for me too. Yes. And there were days when I felt like you were, it's just been gone for years. <laughs> so I think that it was us both sides. Both ways. Yes. What is that quote? They said the days are long, but the years are short. Oh, I've never heard that quote. And so it's all about taking advantage of life Mm -hmm. every day. And the days may seem long, and yet the years go by fast. Well, and uh, hi, welcome to my 30s. Here I am. Oh, she's 30, y'all. This is 30. Gosh, what do you think about it so far? Feels a lot like 29. Mm. (laughs) No different. (laughs) I feel like I'm so much honest. And life, it, that was one thing I learned when I was gone is that it did go by so fast. And that it was the correct choice for me to go because life does go by so fast. Exactly. And it went by fast and now I'm back and it's, I didn't miss any of my life by taking a short break from my day to day and Houston and mm-hmm. at home and going to have this little adventure. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was everything for me. Yes. What feels 30? Does any part of you feel 30? Yes. You know, we, so when I got home, Gina Marie surprised me Ooh. big time. <laughs> Surprises. She did a really good job. I got home and it was my first night back. And so she, we were going to go out to dinner like we always do. And then I was at her house and then we're getting ready to leave. And we walked out the front door. And then one of my other best friends, Teresa, comes running, <laughs> galloping down the sidewalk, mm-hmm. screaming. And I was like, what? And she lives in Austin. So I wasn't expecting her to be here. And I just started bawling like a little baby. And I was like, what's going on? And then my second thought was I need to fix my makeup. And so we came up and did that. And then they surprised me again with a bunch of my friends out to dinner at this place in Houston called Hugo's, which is just fun. So good. So we did that for my 30th birthday. I had my first surprise party ever. Oh, wow. Hello. First surprise, first surprise. That was a good one. And I went out and I had um, a margarita. Or two and a glass of Prosecco. Mm-hmm. And then we got up in the morning at 7 a.m. And, you know, I didn't feel so great. Yeah, I and know. And that's when I said, this is 30. This is 30. <laughs> yeah, I actually totally And we didn't understand. even go out. It was No. It was dinner. Just I dinner. I so exhausted the next day. <laughs> and I didn't even, I had one glass of wine. <laughs> one glass of Prosecco. It, what would you say that was over? Like, Five, six hours, yes. something like that. And um, I didn't sleep well. And then I woke up and it's I was sleep. so tired. It's the sleep. Now in 30, I need my beauty rest more than ever. Yes. yes. Sleep is essential. And though, mm-hmm. in my heart and my spirit, I still feel like a 21-year-old. As Me I'm too. Around. Me too. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. The only part of me that feels 30 is I'm getting gray hairs. Is <laughs> That's the only part of me that I, I see in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I am getting, thir- I'm getting older. You have gray hairs. I need coffee 
immediately in the morning. Yes. That is my this that was my this so is twenty though too. Yeah. So, so this is just where we're at. And you know, I didn't have anything around turning thirty. I kept thinking I might because you know it's a big birthday and it's in our society it's always the big three mm-hmm. zero and people stay twenty nine forever. I don't really have that. I'm not concerned about getting older. No, me neither. Mm-mm. I feel pretty good about it. And I think it's because so far, the older I get, the better I feel about who I am. Yes. Like I feel more comfortable in my skin. I feel more comfortable with, you know, who, who I am at my core mm-hmm. and distinct and different from, it is different from what my body looks like. It's just simply that I am falling more and more in love with who Haley is. Yes. And then what I have to offer to the world. Mm-hmm. That's so special. It it's, feels good. Yes. It's a great feeling. So I feel good at 30. All you 20, 20 somethings out there. Yes. You have something to look forward to. 30 is it. Do not dread 30. You might be a little more tired after mm-hmm. a late night mm-hmm. and you may need three coffees instead of two. And yeah. though, other than that, it's pretty damn good. But you know what? I think you just start earlier. Exactly. Maybe that's what you do. Maybe, like, because we went to dinner pretty late because that was the only reservation we could get. So maybe if we had gone to dinner at, like, 7, mm-hmm. it would have made a big, big difference. Bed by 10. Oh, God, I love Up at 7. Bed. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love 10 to 7. I love 10 to 7. Is that 8 hours? No. 9. Oh, my God. I need 9 hours. <laughs> I actually do too. I need more sleep. I do. I do need nine hours. I do. If I am, I, you know, some people say they sleep like five hours. Impossible. I'm a wreck. I've always been that that way though. I've always been a sleeper. You know who else is a sleeper? My mother. So this is 30. Also, um, living with my parents. Yes. She's living with her parents. I'm currently living with my parents and my mom sleeps in. She likes to pretend that she doesn't. But me and my dad are awake at like six or seven. She snoozes till like eight thirty. She does. Oh, she sure does. So now I know where I get it. So is she getting like ten hours of sleep? She stays up a little later. Maybe she wow. was to bed by like eleven. That's amazing. Yes. So it's genetic. I get my sleep from my mother because I'm a snoozer too. I could sleep in. Mm. And living with them's been interesting. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> this is 30. Moving back in with my parents. <laughs> this is actually a great topic. It has been, you know, it's something that, so I'm moving back in with my parents until I get an apartment. It's just temporary, everyone. It is just temporary. And for those of you out there who it's not temporary. Yeah. Or a little longer, six months, a year. Me, hopefully it's just for a month. Right. Or longer and you're saving money or mm-hmm. working towards something. Just keep working towards it. I mean, keep the future vision in mind. And that's what I keep is like that it, it is temporary. And I'm sure they're no more thrilled than I am. Because I'm all up in their space. I don't know. I think that they are thrilled. You really think that they're not? You're going to get into that vibe? I think your parents oh my God, would my love parents. to have you back. Your parents would just my lose it if you moved back would. in. You're 100% right. And mine love me very much. And they're happy to, like, get to spend right. more time with me. And they don't want me in their house anymore. They've also been very independent, though. You yes. know what I mean? Because it's just been them for a exactly. long time. Exactly. Okay, yeah. My mom came into my room the other day and she uh-huh. goes, Haley, we have rules in this house. Oh, wow. Let me hear them. I said, we do? And she goes, yes. You have to make your bed before you leave for the day. Oh. And I said, okay, mom. Okay. I will. Is that the only rule? That's apparently the only rule right now. Wow. Oh, the only rule I've been told. I'm sure more will come as I stay there longer. And it's been, it's, you know, it's interesting because living with them, there are times that I revert back to being the child. Like I see myself doing things that I do as like a bratty 15 year old. Mm -hmm. And you know, they at my mom again. This may sound like my mom came in my room the other day, mm-hmm. and she started moving things around. Does she knock? By the way, or oh no, she just comes okay. right in. Just curious, just curious. 
sometimes I'm like, Mom, I'm naked. My She's mom like, would not knock. I've her. seen you naked since you were a little baby. Right. Da, da, da. But she comes in, starts moving things around on my dresser. And I was like, Mom, stop touching things in here. Yes. Like, I had this, like, I'm flashing back to being, like, 16 years old and just being like, Mom, stop touching my things. Oh, my God, I know. And so it's been interesting. And what I am committed to, though, is actually moving into a new, like, a new level of our relationship where I am an adult and they are adults. Yes. And it's an interesting transition and I have certainly not perfected it. Yeah. And not only are you an adult, you're in your 30s. Yes. Right? Like, that's a huge difference in my opinion. It's not like you um, are on just newly on the verge of being an adult, <laughs> right? Like, you have lived life as adult for years now. Years. And you lived by yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that it's just but no, my, my dad is the exact same thing. He comes into this apartment. He comes in here and he, the first thing he does, he opens all my blinds. <laughs> and he does like her blinds down. Well, no, he'll open them all the way up. Let me like see the light. And then he closes them. He's so concerned that everybody's going to look in and see me. <laughs> and I'm like, I really don't care if they see me. I lived in New York City where people... I mean, I would be face-to-face washing my dishes while the other person was washing their dishes. <laughs> then he'll do, So he does that, the blinds. He loves to touch the blinds. He loves to touch the thermostat. <laughs> he, um, he just comes in, and the next thing I know, things are all moved around. And it, I, don't, I, I guess maybe they've just been doing that forever, yes. so they don't even notice. Yes, well, and I think it's just as challenging for them as it is for us to move into a new... Mm-hmm. To move into something new. Yes, a new role. Oh, yeah. Yes, because they've never done that. that. We're their only children. Yeah. They've never gone through this either. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it has been, I'm so grateful to be able to live there mm-hmm. right now in this transition phase for me. And I'll be ready to have my own space again. Yes. And I think they'll be ready for me to just come over on the weekends and see them again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm ready for my own. And it's almost like I'm not only ready for my own space, but ready for my independence again. And doing the things that you want to do, like when no one's mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like how lovely is it going to be when you can just walk around naked <laughs> or with no pants on? You can't do that now. Nope. That's going to be nice. Or you can do any other things that you like to do around the house. And just cook what I want to cook and mm-hmm. eat when I want to eat. And exactly. It is, it is, it's a transition. Are they going to have a hard time with Brutus leaving? Brutus is Haley's dog. I think my dad will. They Yikes. pretend like they're not going to. But they are. They are. Do you think they're going to get their own dog? They want to. And though Brutus has taught them that it's not time yet. Because they still want to travel and be mobile. Uh, and if they get a dog, it's more challenging. Exactly. So I think my dad, before he took Brutus while I was gone traveling, really wanted a dog. Like, looked very seriously at a couple. And then got Brutus Uh and said, no, we're going to wait. Because it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I totally understand that. And though it's really nice having Brutus there because they have a backyard and it's just, Mm -hmm. there he goes. And I missed him. I miss my puppy. That was one thing when I was traveling. Missed that little stinker. Yeah. What did you miss the most about him? I think being able to cuddle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just snuggle his little face. Yeah. When I do and think he's about goofy. a dog, he makes I me laugh. That. Yeah. You're, yeah. I know what you mean. And there's a companionship, and he really he does the silliest things, and I just laugh. He's just a goof. Mm-hmm. It's just nice having him around. Well, it is nice to be able to laugh like that. Yes. You know what I mean? It's much harder when you're by yourself <laughs> to be laughing like that unless you're watching something <laughs> or reading something. Um, this, well, this week, yesterday, I actually was listening to this podcast that um, Haley's best friend, Teresa, who is now one of my very good friends. Kindred spirits. Kindred spirits 
was uh, she sent us this podcast. I was cracking up in this house. <laughs> I was laughing so hard by myself. I was like, I haven't laughed this hard in so long. And it's much harder to laugh when like you when, when you are by yourself, like yes. unless you're listening to something. But I could totally see that because because Brutus is he is goofy. He's very interesting. He is an interesting he kind of thinker. like marches to his own beat. Yes, he does. I like that. He's an independent little rebel. And yes. He does what he wants. I like that. <laughs> okay, so we should tell y'all what our new series oh, is called. Yes. <laughs> we should do that. We should tell you what our new series is called. We're very excited about it. Would you like to share? I am very excited. So we are moving into our new series, which is She Inspires Unleashed. Unleashed. Which means anything goes. Yes. And everything goes. Yes. Nothing is off limits. No, nothing is off limits. And we liked this. Gina Marie and I did a lot of looking at what we wanted to call the next series. And we had an idea of what we wanted to create. And it really what we are creating is a forum and a platform for us to communicate about topics that are important to us. Mm-hmm. Or that aren't important to us, mm-hmm. like that are that maybe are considered mundane, yeah, or simple, or mm-hmm. or the topics that nobody else talks about, right? The heavy stuff. Yes, and that is why unleashed, unleashed. That we are simply allowing ourselves to create a platform where we can talk about anything mm-hmm. openly. Honestly and authentically, without a filter. Yes. Absolutely. We're so excited about it. Except maybe without any curse words because we can't figure out how to mark. We cannot. Explicit on our podcast. Yes. If anyone knows how to do that, if you could send us a message, that would be awesome. I can't figure out how to do that um, when we're uploading. And so I want you to know. Basically, maybe we should just tell people. That there could be bad words. There could be. They won't come from you. Yeah, they will not come from me. <laughs> but there could be bad words. It's possible. You know? Because part of what we're, we want to do with this series as well, as Haley and I will be having these conversations, is we also might include other people to have the conversations yes. with us. And we don't know what they're going to say. Nope. So, um, yes. So, everyone listening, Unleashed could include... <laughs> Disclaimer inappropriate language (laughs) so just know that um and we will try to be sensitive to it we will and this series will be as gina marie said mostly gina marie and me gina marie and Haley, Mm -hmm. sitting around our coffee table Mm -hmm. kitchen table oh yeah either table celebrating table whatever this table actually has done a lot this table has done a lot this is a great table it is it's nice when you have Gina and Marie's home. We'll just go off topic here because I'm interested. In <laughs> <laughs> Take a note. We're going off course. Is, you know, there's like a center of a home. Yes. A lot of times it's in the kitchen, I feel. Oh, yeah. Like people have islands. I love my parents' kitchen. And you just stay yes. in the kitchen. That's the yes. center. Yes. The center of your home is this table. Is this table. You're right. And it's time for a new couch. I told Rob this week. It is. We're going to get a leather couch. Ooh. It's going to be nice, I think. Like a like a camel, like tan leather. Not like a, That'll look very nice. You know, not like a dark chocolate. Right now leather. she has a red couch. I have a red couch. And it's been a lovely couch. I, I just love it. But it's, it's getting old. It's, it's time to go. It's a little weathered. It's weathered. It's had its time. It's weathered. It's time to upgrade. So maybe next time we'll podcast from <laughs> our new couch. <laughs> oh, yeah. On my new couch. Because our new couch. This table. Good job. Mm-hmm. Gina Marie's still working on. Still working. Nine months into the marriage. Still working. On that. It's hard. It's very hard. Still learning. <laughs> She's replacing my with our. Mm-hmm. Yes. And going back on topic. Unleashed. Is going to be awesome. And today what we're going to speak about is solo can i say something first? yes <laughs> i also in unleashed what we would love if there is a topic or something that you would love yeah. for you and i to discuss 
send a message to us. Yes. We would love to hear from you. You can direct message us on Instagram. Yes. Gina Marie checks that daily. So mm-hmm. she's always on it and we'll respond to you. Yes. And our Instagram is she.inspires. Yes. And just send us a message there. We're open to any topics. And yes. we'd love to hear from you. So far we've heard about from about like five to six people. Amazing. Which is lovely. And I know that there's more people yes. that have things to share with us. Yes. We also will not stop asking for you to post reviews. Please do that. Please do that. Review us. Okay. So okay, today. Today. What are we, 20 Un- minutes in? Are we unleashed. The, yes, 20 minutes in, focusing, <laughs> focusing, Honing in. hugging it in. 20 minutes in, our um, topic today is solo traveling. I just got back from a solo yeah, travel. Sh- share with us. I was in Europe for exactly 47 days mm-hmm. traveling by myself. I met my dad in Paris for the last week and I met... One of my other friends, Amara, at the beginning Mm -hmm. in Portugal. And between that, I was 100% on my own. And I chose to travel solo because I'd never done it before. Mm -hmm. At least not at this length. Yeah. Which is a month. Over a month by myself. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't recommend it more. Mm. I loved it. Looking back on it, I love it even more. And you know when I I actually realized I loved it is when my dad met me in Paris. Oh, that's interesting. Because we had a phenomenal week. And there were moments during that week when I was like, oh. I miss simply being able to get up and do whatever I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Without having to answer to anybody, without having to be concerned for anyone else Mm -hmm. or compromise exactly Mm -hmm. because there was plenty that even our week in Paris that he did not want to do that I maybe wanted to Mm -hmm. and didn't because he didn't want to right so I didn't do it and it was Mm -hmm. fine still had a great trip I know there's there's so much freedom in traveling solo Mm -hmm. and I, I had a great time yeah. See, I have never even really thought about it, like traveling mm-hmm. alone. I've never even really thought about that being an option. And I think one of the reasons that it is, is that I am always concerned. Not that I don't want to be with by myself, because you know I love to be by myself. I would be concerned with not knowing where I am, the language, transportation, all of that kind of stuff. So how was like navigating that? That was part of the journey. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I remember there was one time when we were texting about something Mm -hmm. and I said to you, I was like, um, I gotta go because I am on the street and I don't know where my taxi is and there's no bus stop. I don't know how to get where I'm going and I'm about to have to walk. Yes. So there's definitely a lot of work that goes into it because what will support you in traveling alone is having some type of logistics and a plan. Mm -hmm. Maybe not for the whole time. And, you know, between places, I did a lot of research on how to get from A to B. Mm -hmm. And one, a good example is when I was in, I went from Lisbon to Peniche. I think it's Peniche. Um, It's in Northern Portugal. It's either Peniche or Peniche. I can never remember how to say it. And it's a surf town, a little surf town in northern Portugal. And so then I was going from Peniche down into Sevilla, which is in the south of Spain. Mm-hmm. There's no easy way to do that. Yeah, There's sure. not a train or a direct, you know, a lot of places you can go from like Lisbon to Madrid on train, Lisbon to Barcelona on the train. There's no Lisbon to Sevilla. And so... I was looking at my different options and I had to take a bus from Peniche to Lisbon and then get on the train from Lisbon down to Faro. And then in Faro, I had to catch a bus from Faro to Sevilla. (gasps) Yeah, that stressed me out. And then when I got there, I had to walk from the bus station to my Airbnb where I was going. And so there were several 
transitions. <laughs> yeah. I had to stop and transition over. And actually, when I got to Faro, I missed my bus because my train was late, which is unusual. They're usually not late in Europe. The trains are uh, amazing. Mm. My preferred way of travel in Europe is by train. Mm. It was awesome. Awesome to travel by train. And so I got there and then just had to sit and wait for my bus and then took the bus and ended up not getting into Spain until like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Oh, that's a long day. And then walked to my Airbnb. And then it's also communicating with Airbnb to say, hey, I missed my connection. I'm getting in later. Um, and what I will say is if you are looking to solo travel, what will support you is having cell phone service. That's if a you great can make point. That happen. Yes. And I know, I believe T-Mobile has an amazing international plan. If you can make that happen, it is worth it. If you can't, it's fine because there's Wi-Fi almost everywhere. And it was in the moments when I was standing at a bus stop and had missed my connection yeah. and didn't know where to go. When I had, what I had planned didn't work out, I needed to find Wi-Fi mm-hmm. or cell service mm-hmm. to get, you know, make the next step. Um, and though... What was fun and traveling, though, was that what I reminded myself was I, that was part of my trip. Mm-hmm. And what was great is that, you know, I spent the whole day traveling. And so what? Because I had a month and a half to travel. Yes. It wasn't. I only have five days and I just missed a whole day. Right. So it's, it takes out the level of stress because I'm, I got nowhere to go, nowhere to be other than to my next destination. And then I can do what I want there. Did you ever feel unsafe or like um, nervous about your surroundings? I did not. And, you know, there are some practices as a solo travel that I know to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of it is using listening to your body and, and you know, what we say in um, light year, it's like trusting your body sensations. And when your body is saying, this is a good idea, or when your body's saying, hey, no, this is not, mm-hmm. you have a feeling. do not go mm-hmm. there. You know, and other people say it like trusting your gut. Mm-hmm. So keeping an awareness of where I was. And though this trip, so I studied abroad in Spain when I was in college. That trip, I was out at the clubs till 2, 3 a.m. Right, different. Different. And with girlfriends. So I was always with people. Mm-hmm. This trip, I would go out to dinner and generally get home by midnight at the latest, mm-hmm. generally earlier, which midnight in Europe is not late. Early, right? Early, because they eat dinner between 9 and 11. Gosh. So dinner time <laughs> is late. Yes. And so walking home, I'd be walking home with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and though I was always aware of my surroundings, I was always aware to walk in on a street that was lit usually mm-hmm. had good lighting and or with and around other people right um and watched you just keep a heightened awareness yes. yeah and I kept you know my stuff on me I had a separate over-the-shoulder bag that kept my money and my wallet and my passport and um I didn't ever have a moment though where I was scared in that way that's amazing or nervous Mm -hmm. and I what I learned very quickly too you talk about in traveling and transportation was to ask for help Mm -hmm. when I went this was probably the most quote-unquote stressful when I first got there I flew into Paris I got into Paris at about 8 a.m and then I took a train to get to Amara and them mm-hmm. in Chamonix, France. And Chamonix was beautiful. It was one of my favorite places that we went. I went. And I had bought a train ticket. And on my train ticket, I went from the Paris airport, which again, then I have to figure out where's the train station in the Paris yeah, airport. Yeah, I can only imagine that airport. I had no idea. But I had to take it from the Paris airport. And my ticket went from Paris to this one city, and then I had a second ticket from that city to Chamonix. So it looked like I went on, I got on a train, I got to, I think it was St. Gervais, and then I went from there to Chamonix. 
Well, what the train ticket doesn't tell you is that in between there, there are three, maybe four different places where you have to get off your train and get on another one. What? Why? And it's within minutes. I mean, you have two minutes to get off one train and onto another, which is standard there because you see everybody jumps off the train, runs to get on their next train. And I was in France and I speak Spanish. I don't speak French. And so what I learned very quickly on that very first day, I just started asking people. Mm -hmm. I had to get over myself because my default is to figure it out myself. Right. Look on my phone, check my ticket, need to look and see what my documents say instead of actually asking somebody. Mm -hmm. So that day I asked no less than six people. I was like, is this where I go? Is this where I go? Because trains have terminals like planes do. So sometimes you have to go and run down and around and up and figure out which once you've been to one, like I remember thinking if I had been here before, no problem. Easy. I would know where to go, where to look. Since I hadn't though, it took an extra something for me to get over myself and ask. And what I'll say is everybody was so kind. Oh, good. And helpful. So people were like, yeah, you go here, you get here. They spoke English? A lot of them. Okay. Not everyone and enough. Or I'd just be like, point, Mm -hmm. ticket and point. Um, One time I got on the wrong train and I was standing there and I was like looking around, always confirming. Wrong train. Ran off, got on a different one. This other train I got on and I asked the guy next to me, he didn't speak very good English. And I thought it was my stop. And I was like, is this? And he was like, yeah. So I get off. Sweet man with a sweet little baby girl comes running off the train and he's yelling at me and he's like, Madame, Madame, come back. No, no. And so I ran back on and got back on the train. And then the next one was my stop. Oh my gosh. I was like, he did not need to do that. And he was so kind. And so people were overly kind. And that was, you know, there were a couple times during my trip that I felt really proud of myself. I'm so proud of you. I navigated subways all over the place. That was my primary form mm. of um, transportation was the metro. Mm-hmm. I didn't take any taxis until I got to uh, Paris with my dad. We took wow. one taxi from the wow. airport to and from. And so most of my transportation was on the metro. It was public transportation. And it was great. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. What about eating by yourself? That was tough mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. That was something that I had to navigate because what I could have chosen to do was eat mostly on my own, like in my apartment. That would have been the safe choice. So I could have gone to a lot of grocery stores and just gotten little meals and eaten at home. Or, you know, they had grocery stores and places here like Whole Foods and Central Market where you can go get prepared meals yeah. or pick up things. Most of the places I was in had something. And I knew I didn't want to do that all the time. And so I chose to make myself go out and eat like I would have if you were with me. Mm-hmm. Which is we would have gone to a restaurant and sat down and had a meal. Right. And so I did that. And it was... I had to very quickly redefine what it meant about me when I said just one you know they'd ask how many and I'd say one and they'd look at me just one and I'd say yes just one mm-hmm. you know the beginning of my trip I always was like oh my like, I'm so embarrassed mm-hmm. only like yes just one it's just me mm-hmm. and as it went on I evolved to being yes for one, mm-hmm. me, and had a journey with that in itself because eating alone at first was really challenging for me. I didn't. I'd, I'd sit down. And I was like, "Where do I look? What do yeah. I do with myself?" And you know, you don't have cell service in a lot of places, so there wasn't. I want to play on my phone the whole time or bring a book. I it was like, "No, I'm just going to go and mm-hmm. eat like I would anywhere else if I was with people," and. That was definitely challenging at first, and I um, 
experienced feelings of lonely or mm-hmm. sad or a lot of doubt around why am I alone? Yeah. Now, why do I, why do I have to do this trip alone when uh, everyone around me are couples mm-hmm. <laughs> or families? And, and I experienced a lot of doubt around that and then worked through it and did what I know to do through my tools and, you know, what I've learned through yoga and light year to support myself and staying positive and staying in choice and happiness and love for myself and forgiveness for when those feelings came up. And eventually over, over the, the course of my 47 days, I got to a point where I really enjoyed eating alone Mm -hmm. simply because I had moved into a space where now I could let myself enjoy the time and enjoy the meal Yeah, and um, not have anything around it mm-hmm. or what it meant about me. You know, it didn't mean I was going to be a spinster for life if I ate one meal alone. Mm-hmm. And I did see a lot of other people doing it too. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would think trip. so. Mm-hmm. What about, did you meet people? along your travel days that you were able to connect with and or you didn't feel as though it was just you alone? You know, not as many as maybe other people would expect. Mm-hmm. A couple. You know, I went to dinner in one place in Spain and this is what I also love to do in solo traveling. I sit at the bar mm-hmm. um, at a restaurant It was really fun, too, to mix it up, to just sit at the bar and eat. In a lot of places in Europe, you can do that. And, you know, people would sit next to me, and I'd talk to them during dinner, or I'd talk to the bartender, whoever was serving me. And I met a sweet couple, and I met another mom and her daughter who I loved and really connected with, and met another guy and a girl traveling alone from, or traveling together from Canada. And so I met certain people, and I didn't, most of my time was spent alone. Mm-hmm. And though I designed it that way, mm-hmm. I stayed mostly in Airbnbs where it was either I had the whole apartment or I had a room in a, in a place by myself where I think if your intention for your trip is to travel and meet people, the way to do it is to stay in hostels. Mm-hmm. And they have some really amazing hostels where you stay, where you either maybe share a bed, some hostels, I think of private rooms or it's just you, or you stay in a room with another person or three Mm -hmm. other or 12 other or however many, and they have things like family dinners every night. So people can sit together and eat. So if you're, you want to solo travel and meet people, there's definitely ways to do that. My trip, I didn't design my trip that way. Right. Which I was okay with. Mm -hmm. And this trip was more for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of amazing people to meet all over the world. Do you feel different? You know, I feel like I've learned a lot about myself and I don't feel all that different. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm different? I don't experience you as different. I experience you as um, even more comfortable with you. That's that's what I would say. Yes, I feel that way. I think I was able to overcome there's a lot of like doubts about myself mm-hmm. that kind of live underneath. You know, when I'm here in Houston and with people and busy and working and doing things all the time, it's easy for me to not have to face those head on. Yeah. Things like eating alone that brought up, oh, you are alone. Are you, you know, mm-hmm. where is, you know, my goal is to meet a man and get married to him and have babies and mm-hmm. create a life together. And what I would like to do is travel with that man. Mm-hmm. I would like the two of us to go on trips together. And so it was challenging at times to be sitting, eating alone or mm-hmm. sitting walking through the different places I went to and the beautiful history and monuments and sites and being one of the only ones there alone, or at least it seemed that way. Um, 
And so they got really confronted with that. Whereas here, when I'm even eating alone at home, there's Brutus. Right. <laughs> and I'm generally eating late at night because I've been busy at big or doing stuff in, in and around Houston. And so I'm not as confronted with it. Right. And we have a lot of friends that are single. And we also have a lot of friends that are in relationships where their partner is very understanding that they need to be out to dinner with friends and, and all of those kinds of things. So I, I remember like, even but right before I met Rob, I remember not feeling as alone as I had when I first moved to Houston and I knew a smaller group of people. Um, and the people that I knew were very committed to spending most of their time with their significant other. Yes. Um, so I said that, that used that, that in, in my past has, has allowed me to not feel as alone. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a little bit of it too. You know, I also feel very free mm-hmm. and we talked about this a lot in our previous, or not a lot, a couple of times in our previous podcast episodes that, you know, I was working in finance mm-hmm. and I was at the bank and I left that job, no longer working there. And I got this opportunity in a way to let that go fully mm-hmm. and have this freedom and sense to start to develop and cultivate what my future will be. Right. And that's why I think what you said, I look more comfortable with myself or with what, who I am is because I'm actually starting to cultivate a life where all parts of my life feel aligned with who I am and what I want to create. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And getting to rest and explore and be and all these beautiful places and beautiful countries did not hurt that at all. Mm-mm. It was. I don't think so. She ate really well. I ate really well. Her I pictures drank were wine. beautiful. I took great pictures. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of good espressos. And I walked and walked and walked and without an agenda. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I couldn't, I honestly couldn't tell you a lot of the places I went. I simply stumbled upon them when I was yeah. in cities different neighborhoods or different mm-hmm. things. I'd be like, oh, it's a euro to get in there, 10 euros in here. Let me try it. What's in here? And it was fun to do that. Yeah. I wonder if you went back, if you'd be able to even find some of those places. Probably not. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. Probably not. Wow. Okay. So now this is in your space traveling. Yes. And you have places that you want to go to again, and you would be very fine to go by yourself again. Yes. Mm, absolutely that's awesome and what I would have done differently I went to a lot of big cities so Mm -hmm. I hit Lisbon Barcelona Paris I also went to smaller cities like Sevilla um Sintra outside of Lisbon is a must it was one of my favorite places Italy I was in Rome Mm -hmm. Florence Cinque Terre I I would go to more smaller cities. Interesting. That's what spoke to my heart more. I mean, Sevilla and Cinque Terre and Sintra were, I mean, I just loved them. Was there any place that you would not go back to again? Um, I would not go back to Barcelona unless I had someone else who wanted to go there. And I have now been there two times. Right. When I studied abroad, it is a more metropolitan city, mm-hmm. and not because it's not beautiful. It's simply that I would have, I'd rather go to the coast of Spain. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, the northern coast of Spain I really would like to go to. And so I'd go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else I, I wouldn't go back. I don't think so. I didn't need to spend as much time in Rome as I did. Even though I, I loved it. I just love Rome. I know. I love Florence more. Again, smaller city. Yeah. Just what I like. I just love all of them. I know. I just would like to go there again. hmm 
And I'd like to go to other places. And what I'll say, Europe is easy. It's easy to get there. It's easy to travel around. Mm-hmm. Most people, you can find people that speak English if you need support in that way. Mm-hmm. And the ones who don't speak English, they will help you as much as they can. What about financially? It is definitely a trip that you will need to save money for. Okay. And you can do it pretty cheap. I was fortunate. Part of the reason why I went on this trip is because um, I actually put on, you can do when you, when you, two things. When you know you're going to find a, you want to go somewhere, mm-hmm. on Google Flights, you can put a flight alert. So they will oh, actually yeah, yeah, tell yeah. you. I like that. Prices. Mm-hmm. There are, I think, tons of different sites that do that too, different. Yes. Um, uh, air deals, they'll mm-hmm. send you flight deals. And the other thing, if you can have flexible dates, that also supports you in getting cheaper flights. Mm-hmm. So if you know you want to go in the month of, who knows, April, if you put on a flight alert for April or for certain dates, you can keep track of it mm-hmm. and then find the cheapest flights and then request your time off mm-hmm. or whatever if you are able to do that. Because I... The reason I went for the time, people ask me, why why 47 days? Well, because that was the cheapest flight. Right. I could have gone for 49 or 45 mm. or 53, whatever it was. And though that was the flights that made sense for me. And I actually, I got round trip flights from Houston to Paris for $433. That's insane. And I got a flight alert and I saw the flight and I booked it. Yes. Yes. And they were good flights. It wasn't like crazy overnight 12-hour layovers. They were decent flights. Mm -hmm. And though I was patient and I had the ability to do that and then have some flexible dates. What about like your day-to-days? Like your, Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, on like a Tuesday when you're exploring, are you, are you spending a lot of money or are you um, able to save money on those kind of days? Yeah, that's a great question. Yes, you can. And my experience too, even with Airbnbs, you know, you also get what you pay for. Yeah. So you can definitely, if you're on a budget, hostels are the way to go. And you can stay in some pretty decent hostels for not, I mean, 20 to 30 to 40 euro a night. Mm -hmm. Now you're sharing a room and sharing a bathroom but if you're on a budget, and I mean, I stayed in this beautiful apartment in Sevilla, Spain. It was 23 euros a night. I had the whole place to myself. And so there are certain places that you can get lucky and or different cities are cheaper. Lisbon's generally cheaper. Southern Spain can mm-hmm. be. And so... It depends where you stay. Mm-hmm. And then another thing, and with the day-to-day, you can choose which restaurants you go to. Yeah. Now, for me, what I would do on a normal day, I would go to the grocery store, buy some yogurt and granola when I first got there, and that would be my breakfast. Yeah. Um, a lot of places have little coffee machines, so I'd buy some, like, Keurig-style coffee. They call them Nespresso's over there in Europe. They have mm-hmm. Nespresso machines. Um, and so that would save me money because I just have coffee right. and my yogurt. Um, if you are not gluten-free... You can eat bread and et cetera. It's easy to get a sandwich for lunch for five or six euros. Yeah. A decent looking, fresh, fresh ingredients, good ingredients sandwich for under 10 euro easy. Mm-hmm. Um, being gluten-free, you just have to plan a little bit more. Yeah. As you know, it just takes a little more research mm-hmm. and a little more planning to find. But they do have options. And grocery stores have gluten-free mm-hmm. options. So a lot of times I'd get cornflakes and bananas and that would be my lunch. Right. And then at dinner I'd go out. Right. And so at dinner I would go out and spend, um, and dinner can be pretty cheap too. I mean, you can get an entree for, and a glass of wine is like three euro. Yeah. Wine's as expensive as water. So. It really is. It is. It is 350 for a glass of wine and it's 350 for your water. And so i I truly believe you can, you do not need to spend a lot of money. And it was important to me in going that I enjoyed myself. Mm -hmm. And so I had a budget and I would stick to that. Yeah. As much as I could. 
And if I was, I was in Cinque Terre and it was sunset and I was, there's this beautiful outdoor restaurant and I was like, I'm eating there. Right. Because it is, this is a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity. Mm-hmm. And there I actually met the sweetest girl ever from Germany. Also solo traveling. Oh, cool. So the two of us sat and had our wine and our pasta and then sat and watched the sunset. Mm. And it was lovely. It is lovely. And that is what my rec- my personal recommendation would be, would be to save money, know what you're comfortable with, and save enough so you know you can go and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And plan ahead, just mm-hmm. like you did. Because the restaurants are phenomenal. The food is phenomenal. And so, you know, because you could actually go and eat. You know, one of the Airbnbs I stayed at, this cute little couple. They were young. They must have been early 20s. Mm. Um, they weren't married, I don't think. They were just dating and they were there. And um, They cooked dinner in the Airbnb every night. They had all their meals in the apartment. And that way, just as, you know, in America, eating at home mm-hmm. saves a lot more money than eating out. And then they went out because they were young and doing, you know, yeah. party land. So they'd go out after that and do what they did. But there are ways that to each person can create the trip that supports them. Yeah. The trip that they want. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, And, wow. you know, I was thinking about this. So I did this big solo travel trip. And speaking of solo travel... If I think there are places, one of our friends, Dana, who mm-hmm. we love very much, she's excellent at this. You know what I know now that I didn't before? If I wanted to solo travel to San Diego because I've never been there, I could do that now. Mm-hmm. If there was some place I wanted to go for a weekend, even in America, yes, I can do that. Yeah, that's a great point. You don't have to go for 47 days, and you don't mm-hmm. have to go... Uh, to Paris, no. you know, like you could do something here that's somewhere you've always wanted to go, and yeah, that's a great point. Yes. Well, the last trip that we went on when we went to California, uh, Rob had time with his family for one whole day. They went to a baseball game and they did all that thing, and so I had the whole day in LA by myself, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I just drove around and I would walk around. I went to this supermarket that I had been dying to try. I went to a spin class. I, I just had like the best time. And it would it's things that I do around here that I love too. And I was like, oh, I can do this outside of my comfort zone. Yes. So And there's something great about going somewhere where no one knows you. Mm-hmm. And you can completely Take the opportunity to unwind. Yes, and get lost. And yes. yes, I totally understand that. It's very, very refreshing. So now there are there are more possibilities open for me. More possibilities open and more possibilities for She Inspires. Lots. Unleashed. We are unleashing, We're my unleashed. friends. We're unleashed. Can't wait to share even more. Thank you for allowing us to hear about your solo travels. It's very yes. inspirational. Thank you. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for supporting Gina Marie while I was gone. We love you. We love you guys very much. I am so happy to be back. Happy to yeah. be Yeah. Love my trip and happy to be home. Yes. Okay. Well, we will talk to you all again soon. Bye. Bye.